What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Dream a Little, the podcast that's all about helping you feel confident about your ABGL side so that you can share it with that special someone in your life. Shout out to Patrick, Shane, and Michael for becoming patrons of the show. Thank you guys so much. If you didn't already know, TK and I have launched a brand new podcast called Dream a Little Bigger that's exclusively available on Patreon. It's our place to talk about special personal aspects of our dynamic and how we balance real life with my ABDL side. You can sign up for just $5 per month and you'll also get a shout out on the show if you'd like. So thanks again, Patrick, Shane, and Michael. You can find links to this bonus podcast plus any links I mentioned in this episode at thelittlelounge.com slash 117. That's thelittlelounge.com slash 117. In today's episode, we're going to be answering some more questions and concerns from a non-ABDL girlfriend of a listener. If you haven't listened to the previous episodes, number 113 through 115, I'd encourage you to go back and check them out. So without further ado, let's just dive in. So the girlfriend says, I have no idea how extreme all this is, and that's what scares me. Some conversations have been like, this is an unconventional thing that I like, and others get into a dark world of being chained up in a dungeon. So I can totally see where this girl's coming from, especially since I get the hint that she's pretty vanilla. And this concern really resonated with me and reminded me how important it is to communicate your fantasies to your partner. It's normal for them to be a little bit confused at first, but what you can do to remedy this is opening up and being honest about what you want. This is particularly difficult uh, to answer because the extremeness of your kink is going to vary from person to person, and what one person finds extreme could be just nothing to another person. In this situation, it's best to walk your partner through the different scenarios that you enjoy and I'd categorize them in the following way. The first level of or category would be sharing your fantasies that are strictly non-sexual, if you have any. And this could be some of the comforting parts of age play that you really like, like being cuddled or given a stuffed animal or a pacifier. Those are probably going to include little things that you enjoy, like in your bedtime routine or your aftercare, things that really just don't evolve around sex. And the next category would be some of the age play scenes that do involve sex. This is a different level of extreme. So again, this is going to vary from person to person, but maybe, for example, what could be included in this category is how you'd enjoy being taken advantage of by your caregiver. And the third category that you should let your partner know about is giving an example of some of the more extreme scenarios that you're comfortable sharing. So in this example, it would be being chained up in a dungeon, which for a kinky person like myself doesn't sound all that extreme, but for someone who isn't into this lifestyle or who's someone who feels they're pretty vanilla, it can seem a little bit extreme. And what also would fall into this category is dark age play. So it's so important to clarify that your sexual fantasies can vary widely and oftentimes they can be completely opposite from each other. 
If you don't tell your partner this, it can cause them to feel confused or maybe a little bit concerned that you're some kind of sexual deviant. And this question is what led me to believe that the person asking is pretty vanilla. And I can't stress this enough, it's best to test the waters by bringing up other aspects of human sexuality and taboo kinks to better understand who you're talking to and whether or not this is something they can be interested in or at the very least understand. When someone expresses a fear like this, oftentimes it's because a lack of understanding and with some simple communication and talking about that fear, it can help bring about an understanding. By the way, this episode is sponsored by my free guidebook, Introduction to Explaining ABDL. It's a totally free resource you can use where I show you what it takes to slowly and cautiously start the ABDL conversation. You can download it for free by going to thelittlelounge.com slash 117. That's thelittlelounge.com slash 117. Moving on to the second concern that this listener had, and this is a big one. She says, are you living in a different world in your head? Is this a full-blown obsession addiction? Are you balancing on an edge between reality and wanting to succumb to fantasy? Sometimes you talk about it and it sounds like it's a lighthearted thing, but then sometimes you say things that make me think that you've been downplaying it so I won't freak out. Like you would contemplate changing all your friends for it. You wish you could do it all the time. You wish you were a kid. You'd go home to indulge rather than be around people and that you think you might end up alone because of it. And it sounds like this completely insane addiction that isolates you from normality. You've said stuff at least, like at least you're social and have a job, but in general, that's the bare minimum of existence. Has it warped your perspective that much? I'm not saying that your life is the bare minimum, just alarming that you've said things like that. Wow. (laughs) So this question really struck a chord with me because I do think that there's a fine line between being honest with someone you're dating and oversharing a bit too much information. And in this situation, I think that too much information was shared too soon. Information that could compromise a partner's understanding, perception, and willingness to try ABDL. So when you tell someone that you would contemplate changing all your friends or that you wish you could do this all the time or that you wish you were an actual kid or that you'd enjoy going home alone to indulge rather than being around people, it can scare people off and that seems pretty reasonable and understandable. At this point, you're kind of making it sound more like a problem that interferes with your life instead of being a fun thing that you can try together. In her defense, I can see where the concern is coming from because the things that she mentioned are all the things that I usually caution against sharing in order to have a healthy balance as an ABDL. Because here's the thing, being ABDL is totally normal and harmless as long as it doesn't isolate you from people you love or being successful in life. And the way that he phrases things does start to make it sound more like an obsession than a healthy thing you like to do on the side. So if this is really how you feel, if this resonates with you, I would first suggest that you get your ABDL side back in order 
back in control by setting some boundaries around your kink or around your ABDL side. And if you're trying to get a partner involved in this, rather than confiding in them about all these things, I'd suggest speaking with a professional therapist. I recommend Dr. Rhoda. I've done an episode with her in the past and she's just amazing and she actually specializes in working with ABDLs. If you don't do anything else though, you've got to just set some boundaries or personal policies when it comes to your kink. In the past, I've gotten burned out on ABDL stuff and I figured out that I was doing that whenever I overindulged in in things that we mentioned before. But what it all boiled down to was prioritizing, I was prioritizing kink time over real things like socializing and working. And in the end, it made me feel really anxious and stressed out. And that was the opposite of what I wanted to feel. So in order to change things around, I started to set some boundaries around ABDL. And one of my boundaries is I do not wear around friends or family because it makes me feel uncomfortable. Now, I'm not telling you that you shouldn't do that. If you're comfortable doing that, then I'm all for it. Fine, that's, that's great for you. But really just think about how it affects you. Another boundary that I set is I don't wear unless I've gone to the gym and I've gotten all my work done for the day, aka I've been productive and I've gotten all my stuff done. And another boundary I set is that I only wear about two to three times a week. Usually, this can vary from time to time, but I do like to limit it to nights and weekends. I also don't wear while I work out. And I don't bail on my plans to indulge in little space. Essentially, I treat little space as a reward or a treat for doing things that (laughs) I need to get done, done. The last thing I wanted to talk about was this whole oversharing thing. Obviously, I'm all for being open and honest with the person that you love or that you're dating, but you don't need to tell them every single detail or thought that goes through your mind, especially when you're in the beginning stages uh, stages of dating and you want to start involving ABDL off on the right foot. So if you feel like your ABDL side is getting out of control, I encourage you to reflect on how things have been going in your life. Are you satisfied with your ABDL side? Have you been neglecting your social life and isolating yourself because of it? If so, what are some boundaries that you could set? Maybe you'll only wear on weekend nights or during certain hours of the day. Those are just some suggestions that have made a huge difference in my life and have helped me find a balance with ABDL. So that's all for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. And don't forget that you can get access to the bonus podcast, Dream a Little Bigger at patreon.com slash dream a little. I'll see you guys there. Until next time.